他在哪里？李慕白已经安排了。李慕白，李慕白让他去武当山了。你们都是一起的，给我下套，我走。叫了你给我闭嘴！你凭什么骂人？从一开始我就知道是你拿了清明剑，我一路替你隐瞒，护着你和你的家人。你除了蔑视我，你拿什么来报答？李慕白没有惩罚你，你反而一再而言挑衅。我们祈求的一点平静都叫你给毁了，你还不甘心？这样的姊妹不要也罢。我不在乎。朋友本来就是假的，只不过我怀疑，做我的敌人你能撑多久？ Is my co-host friend and the person most likely to be like, "Hey, I'm Iron Hands Perks. I got like a strong punch." But then he's really just wearing iron bracelets. Alex Perkins, Perk, how you doing tonight? Ah,、uh, I am well, thank you. And yeah, I like to talk a big game, but then cheat.、Mm-hmm. What would be your、uh, your weapon of choice? There's a lot of options in this movie of different things that you could. I thought the guy walking、with. around with the big old mo- lollipop looking mall.、Yeah. <laughs> I thought he looked fun. I mean, I'm like, I like that guy because he's got like one of them. They really had two. They look kind of goofy of him trying to like do both of those. Also, were there <laughs> were there two of him? I got a little、I、bit think, lost. It looks like there were think, two guys with malls. I think you're right. I think there was multiple guys with with the big malls.、Uh, hey, you know, if it works, it works. You know what I'm saying?、Uh, welcome back to the show, everyone.、Uh, this is the podcast where every week Perk and I review a movie that was connected to the last one we watched. If you like our show, be sure to tell your friends about it. We post every Friday morning on podcast services all over the planet.、Uh, but yeah, let's just jump into it. We're starting our string of Chinese films.、Uh, very excited for this. And the way we got to this week's was a little bit, you know, a little bit out of the box. But we got there. You know, we we watched <laughs> iRobot on the podcast a while ago. iRobot stars, of course, Will Smith. Will Smith was in another movie that came out not too long ago called Gemini Man. Who directed Gemini Man? Ang Lee, and Ang Lee is director of this week's movie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Perk, why don't you throw it for us? Yeah, all right. So,、uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a 2000 joint directed by Ang Lee, as mentioned,、uh, starring、uh, Michelle Yeoh, and names are hard. All right, give me a break. Yeah,、uh, Chow Yun Fat and Ziyi Zhang.、Mm-hmm. Uh, And、uh, it's about just like a story of I don't know ancient, not ancient, but like a long、it's, time ago, swordsmen、yeah. in in China,、mm-hmm. and、uh, and how women interact with that、uh, that scene and everything.、Um, mm-hmm. Couple fun facts:、uh, it's not a Chinese production. <laughs> Is it actually not? It was. It okay, was the it was the Oscars official. Submission from Taiwan. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But it takes place in China, and、mm-hmm. it's it's in Mandarin.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, a couple more fun facts.、Uh, Michelle Yeoh didn't work for a year、uh, beforehand, so she could train and learn Mandarin. She's not Chinese. She's I believe Malaysian.、Mm. Uh, all the actors pretty much did their own stunts. And the only CG used was to remove the wires.、Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some pretty insane wire work. And、yeah. uh, at one point during filming, Michelle Yeoh tore her ACL and had to fly back to America、uh, and and keep flying back in stints 
to do her non-fighting scenes until her knee healed. Mm. Dang, that's rough. Uh, well, perk into this. You had the privilege of watching this in movie theater, actually. Cause yeah, it's in, so it's like theaters right now. The weirdest like coincidence of all yeah, times. Yeah, it was not planned at all. You, no, you didn't know about that, but <laughs> no, we we picked this movie, and then I went and looked it up on IMDb. And under the movie title, it said, find Showtimes. And I said, excuse me, what? <laughs> Showtimes? And so I clicked on it. And what do you know? I, I think literally for like two weeks, maybe not even. It's mm-hmm. just it's showing in theaters right now, mm-hmm. which is the wildest thing of all time. <laughs> and it, I happened to go on uh, on Movie Tuesday. So it was a $5 ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, saw it on the big screen. And that just is such a weird thing because... It's a movie that came out 23 years ago. It's not like it's the 25th anniversary or anything. Yeah, that's what I would have assumed, but yeah, it doesn't really line I, up. The only thing I can think of is it's getting a uh, theatrical run because Michelle Yeoh is nominated for Best Actress. Mm. That's, That'd be cool. It's all that makes sense to me, but, yeah, you know, so, yeah, I, I was able to watch this 23-year-old movie uh, in the cinema, and, and oh, yeah. uh, that's the way you should watch this movie. <laughs> was there anybody else in the theater with you yeah there was uh eight or nine people in the in the theater nice. um and on, on the way out actually I, I heard overheard one person uh saying that you know it's it's good but it's not the kind of movie that you watch over and over uh excuse me <laughs> did did you get lost or something? Were you in the wrong? Did you theater? see those did fight you... scenes? They're freaking awesome. Uh, I heartily disagree. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want my overall takeaway, yeah, uh, uh, it's perfect. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Seriously. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I also really enjoyed it. Um, it took me a little bit to understand like what this genre is. I'm not really familiar with this. And I also, I watched a interview with Michelle Yeoh after I watched it, um, and her talk about it. And like these kind of stories, as far as I understand, were what a lot of people in that part of the world, like kind of grew up with like reading these kind of like fantasy, you know, romantic action, you know, and it kind of comes off like that, like kind of like one of those like pulp, um, like stories. Um, and I think, it's executed like very, very well. Like you really feel the drama between the characters. The action is really fun to watch and like amazing choreography. Um, and it kind of just has this sheen of kind of like a kind of like a dreamlike quality to all of it. Um, and I thought it was really good. I really appreciated how like the entire movie is really centered around these three characters and their relationships with one another. Um, and then also like Lo as well, who gets uh, thrown in. Uh, but you know it's it's a very it's a very fun time i yeah i'm also surprised that person is like yeah not a rewatchable movie it's like i would watch that restaurant it's, fight like every day like it's it, that is so fun rewatchable. to watch no and yeah. the uh so i'm i'm kind of going out of order because i'm going to talk about a specific but the climactic battle between shulian and jen in yeah. the uh in, in shulian's home yeah um is maybe the best fight scene I've ever seen. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Uh, it's so cool. You know, I so there's a place for grounded action like the John Wicks of the world. Mm-hmm. There, it mm-hmm. has its place, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's a place for this incredible, over the top, almost fantasy action. And right. 
Oh god, that. But it's but it's specific- also not like super VFX heavy or like no, no. Marvel movie action, right? It's no, like that it's, perfect it's medium. Fantastic choreography is what it is, mm-hmm. and yeah, and the dynamics and the the way the characters play off each other in these fights is so powerful too. In that that scene I mentioned where they're fighting in in Shulian's home, um, the facial expressions the actors are giving, like mm-hmm. while they're doing mm-hmm. this insane choreography, but also you know. You see uh, Jen on the defense the whole time, mm-hmm. um, and she seems to be um, a little flustered at the start, but as she keeps breaking uh, Shulian's weapons, um, she she like gets calmer and calmer, and meanwhile, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh is showing on the other side, like, increasing desperation. Getting more you know, flustered, yeah. Yeah, as, as, she, uh, as she goes. And also, one of the most, like, I, like when you see a fight scene, do you expect there to be a story to the fight scene? No. <laughs> but this one is. Because you watch as over and over and over, Michelle Yeoh picks up a new weapon and full-on heavy attack. And the mm-hmm. weapons end up getting destroyed and she throws them away. Mm-hmm. And then she goes for the last weapon, which is the sword. And... Now that she's understood this pattern, she uses this to her advantage and purposefully breaks her sword off mm-hmm. on the stronger sword as like a feint to yeah. to then follow through to her neck, which mm-hmm. is just, mm-hmm. oh, like, come on, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's so fantastic. It's awesome. It's awesome. And like, so... I'd actually seen this fight before because uh, Corridor Crew broke it down when they had they have like a stuntman. They have like VFX Arcs React series. That's have like stuntman React series where they break down fights like this and kind of analyze them. Sure. And this is obviously one of like the best fights of all time. And uh, one thing they always talk about is like, yeah, the best fights, like you said, have a story. And also uh, one of the guys on the crew always mentions like a good fight has like introduced a problem and then introduced a solution. Like problem, solution, problem, solution. And in this fight, it's like, uh, the problem is that weapon breaks, solution, grab a new weapon, right? And it's just like that back and forth over and over again. Um, and I, 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 I really, really love it. And I also love how they portray how strong the sword, the legendary sword is, right? Like in so many stories, you get like, oh, this is a legendary weapon. But right. you don't always like feel that. And this movie, they're able to show that without it going like super over the top. It's like, yeah, this thing just cuts through everything. Like yeah, you have Pretty to kind of know how to uh, how to use it. But like. It cuts through everything, and it's super annoying to fight against. And when uh, Shu Lin calls Jen, like, you're nothing without the sword, you believe it. Because the sword, it feels like it's doing all the heavy lifting, right. but it's cutting through everything. And it just, it makes it way more believable, even though this is, uh, like, a fantasy story. Um, and, yeah, I don't I don't mean to, like, not talk about the, the story, but another action scene I love <laughs> uh, is the treetop action scene. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? Uh, just to like circle in, the wire work in this movie is so cool. Yeah, the way they yeah. fly around is so fantastic, and had to mm-hmm. have been so difficult to pull off. Uh, and that that scene in the trees, I love because it doesn't have this bombastic, overwhelming score. Pretty much all mm-hmm. you're hearing is the the whistling of wind and the and the rustling of leaves, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is so cool because it's. That's not how action usually ends. It's usually with some climactic music in the background and stuff like that. And I just, I love the minimalism of it right. while they're also standing on a tree branch, of course. Right. 
Well, in that scene and also the scene where uh, Lee Mumbai first kind of seriously fights Jen, I love how they show his, like, mastery of martial arts. Like, he's just calm the entire time. Yeah. He's always one step ahead of her, mm-hmm. right? Like, when, when they first kind of interact and he tries to convince her to, like, be trained by him, you, you know, you might think that she's getting away or she's going to have her a second and then he's just there. You know, he's just ready for her. Uh, and in that scene as well, in the, in the tree fight scene, you know, there's the part where he's, like, kind of sitting or like standing on like the end of the branch, like totally calm. And she's like trying to get to him, but she's kind of wavering, you know, and then he kind yeah, of, despite the fact that around. he's on the end, you know, yeah. and she should be in theory closer to stability. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, no, so cool. Yeah. They do a great job of just like, yeah, displaying these characters through the action. Right. Uh, and it's awesome. But my, my fair fight scene it's it's hard. There's so many good ones, but just from a pure just like entertainment is the restaurant one. Yeah, where she all all the guys come in with all their weapons, and she just like takes them out one by one and just destroys the restaurant in the process. Uh, it's so fun. And then I also love the payoff of like when uh Shulen and Lee Mumbai come by in the aftermath, and they're all like have the bandages and like neck brace, and the one dude had the same name as her husband or the guy supposed to, she's supposed to marry. He's like, who is this guy? Like, why is she so mad at me? And uh, Michelle's like, Michelle was like, oh, it's her husband. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone like gets it. Um, it's just so fun. There's a lot, there's a lot more comedy in this movie in general than I was expecting, actually. Yeah, it's definitely quite a bit funnier than I was anticipating. Um, and yeah, that fight scene you're you're mentioning too. First of all, the way that the set falls apart is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that you know the like when she spirals up through a level and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the just all the fight choreography is great. And but, all the guys have like super long names, like yeah. <laughs> I'm you know, Iron Hands, whatever. I'm Shining Phoenix. This and it's right. so funny. <laughs> um, but also, once again, like we're we're learning about the characters through this because it's a really that fight in specific is incredibly messy and sloppy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's just emphasizing that you know she's young and and incredibly talented, but very raw. Uh, whereas right, she has like no respect for these people. Right, whereas like when you see uh, Lee Mumbai in in fights, it's very simple. It's very mm-hmm. straight to the point, um, and and Chulin's uh, the same way. Like if yeah. they're much more reserved, clearly like masters of their craft rather than just someone with like boundless potential. Well, I also love how Chulin manages the conflict in this movie. Like she makes a point to like not wrestle anybody so that they didn't need to like be respectful of everyone like she helps out jen without harming reputation or her family at all and they get in a fight about that like at the end but like there's one point where i think right after lee mumbai shows up to like the compound like later like because he came later um he's like well do we need guards do we need to post the people here And she's like i got it like <laughs> i trust me i'll i'll handle it and she totally does without like with complete like grace and it's really again another showing of her character and how she likes to do things without you know pissing people off or, or ruining people's reputations because like she says at the end like i knew you stole the sword from day one like i knew it was you and i yeah. acted you know respectfully to like, kind of resolve this without too much conflict so that that scene where uh she finds out that it's the daughter is the you know uh masked wonder mm-hmm it's really good. It is because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a long shot focusing on uh, her doing calligraphy. And then it's a long shot of her hand no mm-hmm. longer focusing on the calligraphy. Mm-hmm. And then it shows Michelle Yeoh 
insinuating that that was a POV shot. As she looks up at the girl, you know, taking her attention off the off the calligraphy and like the understanding in her eyes is so good. God, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the facial acting in this movie is so good. And then after that, she talks about how calligraphy is just like swords uh, or fencing. fencing yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see that <laughs> the daughter picks up on the fact that she's her covers blown. Yeah. yeah all through all through subtexts. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. I mean this this fencing line is a little on the nose, but there's so much going on in that scene uh, mm-hmm. outside of the script. Right. Right. And then of course that eventually culminates in the scene with um Jen and the, her mother eating as they're eating with uh Shula and Shula's like yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not mad at the thief. I think if they just return the sword, it'll be fine. Yeah. The murder we have to get, but the thief is different, you know. And just that one's more heavy-handed, but kind of has to be to like, hey, I'm trying to tell you, like, put the freaking sword back. I'm not gonna be mad, right? You know, because she's just not not doing it. But um, one thing that I didn't expect was, like I mentioned, I had seen that fight before between Jen and Chulen, uh, which, you know, seeing that before, I thought that Jen was gonna be like evil the entire time. Um, but I really liked her conflict with Jade Fox and, like, how it wasn't completely cut and dried of their relationship. Yeah. Because, um, like, when the very beginning when she first steals a story, I was like, oh, it's a Jade Fox. I'm like, well, I, it's obviously not because she's so she's too young to be the Jade Fox, right? Like, there's got to be something else going on. And then we get the reveal that it's her, like, the head maid is Jade Fox. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she's, like, her disciple, which she is, but she's also, like, conflicted about it. And she doesn't necessarily want to, like, go through and follow her with everything and we get kind of their conflict and I, I really appreciate that i thought it was gonna be more kind of basic of she was just gonna be secretly evil but i appreciate the conflict in her and that was kind of the whole the point of the whole movie right is her conflict of what she wants to do yeah i i really like that she's not just a big bad who dies in a climactic fight you know she her main her main conflict is inner it's an inner conflict mm-hmm. it's you know she's confused she doesn't know what she wants she's torn between worlds at the same time, she's got all this power and doesn't know how to handle it. And when she gets the green destiny, she's unstoppable. And so, she, you know, she has to cling on to that power with all with all her uh, her life force. And there's just so much going on within her. And it's finally resolved in the end with the death of her master and the, and the death of Lee Mubai. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's it's a really cool way to, to play the story. Where, you know, it doesn't have to be good versus evil and then good guy beats bad guy. Right. There's a there's a redemption. Um, and, like, the main antagonist is actually a character with depth. Right. There's so right. much going on with her. It's, and I think all the characters are really well fleshed out, but uh, especially Jen. And I think part of that, too, is the extended flashback scene to the desert. Which I really right. liked. I, I don't know. I, I feel like some people might think of that as like a detraction or uh, too big of a cutaway. But I, I really liked that scene for how it developed uh, both her and Lo. So, yeah, it's funny you mention that because like I feel like halfway through that cut, that flashback, I'm like, this is too long. <laughs> like this, like, what are we doing? But then after it concluded and just watching the movie further, I'm like, no, that was long because that's kind of the point of the movie. Like the point of the movie is Jen. Like she's the main character, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. her conflict is the most important thing, and her relationship with Lois is, is super important to her character and her decisions. Like, and it fits like the overall kind of like genre of like 
high romance and and very you know kind of fantasy-esque right um so i thought like their chemistry was great and i bought them like as a as a couple you know 100 percent, yeah and i yeah that was a uh, at first that was too long but after it finished I'm like you know what this actually made sense and i i appreciated it um and then also i really really loved the ending i don't know how, how did you feel about it <laughs> i was I, I i it happened i'm like i didn't think about that like i don't know how i feel about it because i'm like because they're like, oh, I wish we could go back to the desert. I'm like, can't you just do that? Like, why are you just jumping off a cliff? Um, but I think it also, and again, it kind of fits the story. And um, I don't know. Like, I wanted a happy ending. I, I, I did respect the decision to to kill Lee Mumbai. Um, I thought maybe he was gonna get saved, but you know, he does pass. And then I'm like, okay, well, then her and Logan gonna be happy ever after up on the mountain. And then she jumps off, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm still like working through it. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I like it. So I, I've been known to like endings like that before uh, with, uh, for example, Birdman mm. um, or uh, in more recent times, The Whale, uh, where I, I, I just so to me, my read on it is at the end of the day, she has come to peace with herself. But still, there's there's no place for her in the world. Mm. You know, she's she still doesn't fit into any niche necessarily. But you know, she's come to peace with that, and and her pieces. I mean, you can read this however you want. She probably literally flew away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, or she died. Possibly. Or or she died. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I was a big fan. I love that kind of like fantastical ending. Yeah, uh, especially the way she f- like floats off into the clouds is just so beautiful and and mm-hmm. gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the flying was interesting because at first like nobody was acknowledging it. I'm like, oh, okay, like that's interesting. And like they don't really have to. Like they can just do it. and It'd be cool. But later on, Mumbai implies that it's like a, a martial arts technique. Uh, is and it was part of the is it Wudan, like yeah. manual. You know, right. but I think it's cool. Like I feel like that's a very anime thing. Of like learning this special technique that allows you to to do crazy shit like fly. Um, yeah, it's very fun. Um, no, definitely. I, I think I think the exaggerated like way that the action takes place is just what sells it all together. In combination right. they, with how quiet it is, too. I, yeah. I love that. There's no like comic book whoosh. You know, mm-hmm. they just yeah. are and lighter they, than a feather, take off and, and land on walls silently and stuff like that. Well, and they use it as a mechanic. Like in the first time that uh, Jen and uh, Shulan fight, she has to keep bringing her to the ground. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like grabbing her feet. And that was so funny. But it's like, I that appreciate fight was like, also great. Yeah. Like they recognize this is a thing. So what can we do with it? It's not just like, oh, let's have people fight in the air. It's like, no, we're going to like actually. It's an actual mechanic rather than yeah. just instead of these characters fighting on ground, they're fighting on a green screen of the sky, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's freaking awesome. Um, a couple other notes I wrote down. Uh, one, Master Bo is struggling in this movie, man. <laughs> He's having a hard time. <laughs> He's the dude, the big dude with the staff that's, like, trying to help out. And he's, you know, he gets his hair caught on the chain when they're trying to fight Jade Fox. Uh, he's just, he's goofing. And I, you know, I, I feel bad for, for Master Bo. Um Dark Cloud is one of the coolest, like, nicknames of all time. It's pretty fire. 
because it means fastest lightning. Okay, that's badass, dude. <laughs> Low is the homie in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I because at first it was tough for me to follow, um, because there were a lot of characters that were all jumping around on the roofs, following people. I was like, what? What's going on yeah. here? Like, yeah. who's that guy back there? Oh, that's Low. I still don't really understand. So there was like a father and a daughter, right? And the dad was the the father was a cop who was yeah. like tracking. I don't know was, if we needed that little little bit there. I mean, it's uh, just an, another excuse for a set piece, which right. fine by me. Right. Which um, uh, yeah, but why do you take was, your daughter with you undercover? Right. Yeah. Maybe he just needed some support or some help with stuff, but. But I mean, at least I it, I guess it's insinuated that uh, Master Bo found love, right? <laughs> I guess, but then she's gone the rest of the movie. Like, yeah, Master Bo still hangs out. Anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, and because that fight was also like the weakest fight to me. Because uh, it felt like it was like more comedic, but then also more serious because the policeman died. Yeah. I guess it, it was needed to like paint Jade Fox as like a murderer again and be like, yeah, she's like dangerous. We need to like stop her. Right. And, right. and show like, and show more of the conflict between her and Jen, how Jen doesn't want to be a murderer and Jade Fox is. So I guess it was, it was still needed. But yeah, there was a lot of thrown in characters. With low on the roof, also shooting the needles. I'm like, okay, what's going on? But it eventually, all all makes sense. Um, uh, I also I really liked the Jade Fox and what she brought. I think she's a great character foil for Shu Yen because they essentially fall into different ends of the spectrum of conformity. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Jade Fox is upset about the roles of women uh, in the you know uh, I forget what. The, Gang ho, is that right? Yeah, sounds that sounds right. Society. Yeah. She's she's upset that women are entirely left out. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's character seems to kind of just put her head down and and do you know what she's supposed to. Right. And then this this young girl, the the main focus of the movie is is torn between the two. Right. Uh, and right. and that's part of what defines her as a character. So right. Yeah, I, I really liked what the what the Jade Fox brought. And I also really liked the way that her character arc ended with wanting to come back and end up killing Jen. Um, I, I thought that was a really interesting touch. Yeah, yeah, because she felt like Jen betrayed her by not teaching her the, the secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the last thing I want to mention is like that fight at the end where Jade Fox uh, gets killed, that escalates so fast. It really <laughs> she comes out of nowhere. Yeah. They're deflecting the needles like crazy. And then if I remember right, uh, the sword explodes and like the shrapnel kills Jade Fox. Yeah. So, uh, Lum- what's Lee? Lee Mubai. Sorry. Mubai. Yeah. Lee Mubai uses his sword to dice up her sword and fling the shards That's what back it was. through yeah. her. Yeah. He uses Green just, Destiny to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so like badass. <laughs> yeah. It just happens so fast. I'm like, holy yep. shit. No, like, and it's oh it's my. quick and to the point, which is his style. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's not about flourish. Yeah. It's, it's about uh, efficiency. And then, yeah, out of the billions of needles, one gets them. <laughs> but it, mm-hmm. you kind of had to. I, I yeah. see that for sure. And you get the foreshadowing because when before Jade Fox leaves and she's like kind of tending to Jen, you see her loading needles in like the Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see that right away in the shooting. And it, it was a cool little trap that she she set up. I appreciate that. I also Definitely. love how Lee Mumbai knew immediately that Jen was drugged. <laughs> like, he walks and he's like, yep, you're drugged. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're on something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is a great movie. I was, I thought, for whatever reason, this came up before 2000. That feels, like, too recent. 
but I guess I mean it looked great. Hold up, I I thought it was like an older movie. I thought it was like eighties or or something like that. Um, yeah, it's I it definitely holds up, and I think part of that is because you know everything's practical. Yeah. Um, I am very sad that you didn't get to experience this on a big screen because oh boy, is it such a great experience. They, it's yeah. a whatever. It's a four K remaster. I don't really know what that necessarily means because it's not like it's AI interpolated. It's just right. bigger. Right. Um, but it looked fantastic. And like, oh, man, I was sitting pretty close. So it just like mm. my whole field of view is just these yeah. giant, awesome fight scenes. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had I a did, blast with this movie for sure. I did peak the show times. But the, it was showing in Indianapolis, but I wasn't going to. No, it's drive an hour, unfortunately, to go see it. That's a long drive. Yeah. But um, as far as recommendations based on off of this, uh, I have one. I actually thought about it this time. Go for it. What do you got? Uh, RRR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great because one. Because <laughs> it's another one with great characters and extreme over the top fantastical action. Mm hmm. And I, I, I thought of it. I like when they're flying, literally flying around and walking on water. I'm just. I'm thinking of like that that first scene uh, where remind me it's Ramu, yeah, where he runs out into a crowd and is just beating people up to <laughs> grab a guy. Ass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of reminded me of that where he's like literally yeah. flying around and yeah, that's great. That, it's that's great. the movie that came to mind for me. Yeah, that's a great one. I have uh, if you want something even goofier but really fun, Kung Fu Hustle um, is is a really fun watch. And then I put in everything ever all at once just for more Michelle Yeoh doing a lot of different martial arts styles. Um, Actually, if you haven't seen yeah. it yet, what are you doing? Yeah, you got to get around to that. Got to watch it. I, uh, I have a coworker who I was talking about everything ever all at once with today. And she said she uh, just couldn't get into it and had didn't finish it. And I'm like, oh, well, where'd you leave off? And she's like, well, they were like doing taxes at the irs office and i'm like you you gotta get like five minutes past there shoot that's like 15 minutes of the movie yeah it's, it's like 20 <laughs> well there's, there's some establishing stuff but yeah, it's like the, 20 to 30 man, minutes yeah. into the movie yeah that's like literally before and after that happens. it's a train like it's a it's a roller coaster ride like yeah you, you sure so funny it, there's there's a little bit of uh establishment but that's a thing in every movie. You just gotta yeah. tough it out because then all of a sudden they're at hot dog finger world. You know it. It's worth your time. You got to put in a little bit more than that, though. Mm -hmm. Are you are you very very minor spoilers for everything ever else? Are you worried that anyone stopped watching it during the fake out ending? After the Not fake out all. ending? Not at all. I don't think so. Okay. It, it, it comes back pretty fast. But I was like, yes. I always worry that like somebody sees like, all right. It's over. Walk out of theater or like turn it off or something shit like that. But yeah, okay. I, I feel like it, it doesn't dwell long enough for you to have switched off the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel mean, like, all right, I'm immediately turning off my entire entertainment system <laughs> like right now. But uh, yeah, so that was our review of Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Uh, before I reveal or watching next week, I got one bonus review to talk about uh, briefly. Uh, so I was hanging out with my friends the other day and my friend goes, Hey, did you watch the, uh, Harley Quinn Valentine's day special? And I'm like, what? I did not know this came out. And, uh, yeah, they released a 45 minute kind of extended episode, uh, of the, one of my favorite animated shows, Harley Quinn. That's just yeah, like a Valentine's day, 
uh, deal. And it's very well done. It's a very fun time. There's some fun plot lines. Um, one of my favorite characters, Bane, has a subplot, which is just hilarious. Um, I don't like spoiling things, Perk, but I, I'm going to spoil this to get more people to watch it, maybe even you to watch it. All there right. is a cameo in this episode uh, from uh, Roy Kent of Ted Lasso. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Brett Goldstein plays himself, and it is so freaking funny. <laughs> uh, did you see any of the clips of him on Sesame Street? Uh, maybe. I think I saw a little bit of it, yeah. He went on Sesame Street, and it's fantastic. That's awesome. It's really good, I would recommend. Yeah, he plays, like, a version of himself, and uh, it's, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, th- this this special, I mean, Harley Quinn's always good at... Okay, Harley Quinn is an example, as like, a foil to Velma, of, like, good meta jokes. Because it's pretty much all just, like, making fun of, like, superhero movies. Um, and... It's fantastic. This is one of the funnier episodes, I think, of Harley Quinn. And they have some really, really good uh, jokes just kind of making fun of just, like, recent superhero stuff. Um, and just and taking advantage of every, how everyone's horny for Brad Goldstein. They're like, yeah, let's put this in the Valentine's Day special and make it a, a whole, like, subplot. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I highly recommend checking it out to anyone. You can probably honestly watch it on its own if you want to. But there we go. That's all we got this week. Uh, oh, wait. Real quick. Oh. Not really a bonus for you, but I saw a trailer. Have you, have you seen the trailer for uh, Nick Cage as Dracula? No, I heard about this trailer, but I didn't watch it. It's, it's so him Nicholas good. Holt, right? Yeah, Nicholas Holt is like Dracula's crony. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> in the trailer, it's, it's you know, they don't show him until the very end, but it's like, oh my god, it's Nick Cage. Let's go. <laughs> that movie's going to be great. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. Yeah, it's named after, like, the the crony, which makes it hard to find. Ren, Renfeld? Renfield, yeah. Renfield, yeah. Yeah, I need to, I need to watch a trailer. Did you, speaking of trailers, did you see the trailer for Tetris? No, what? Dude. Really, really solid trailer. It's, it's not uh, about, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, hey, it's not like a pixel situation. It's about the story of Tetris and how it got out of Russia and, like, got onto the Game Boy. Oh, okay. Um, it looks really, really good. It stars nice. um, what's I'm blanking on his name. He's one of my favorite actors, uh, Taron Egerton. Taron oh, Egerton nice. is the is the lead. It's an Apple TV uh, movie that's coming out in March. Oh, cool. um, check oh, out this trailer, people. It it looks really fun and like a, a really really good time. So I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah, that is our show for this week. Next week we're gonna be watching a a similar film uh, to Crouching Tiger called Hero. Uh, we're following uh, Z Zhang, who played Jen in Crushing Tiger, to that one. Uh, and it is available to rent. So, yeah, next week we're watching Hero. I'll have to rent it. I'm sorry about that. Maybe it'll be in theaters. Who knows? Might yeah, get lucky again. <laughs> Maybe we'll just back to back it. Uh, but until then, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye bye.